It's Monday edition of Locked On Lions. PFF really has Aiden Hutchinson as a tier four edge rusher. We'll get into that and some headlines as well. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Indeed, your team every day on this, a Monday, June 19th. Happy Juneteenth, everybody, into a Tuesday, June 20th. Wherever you get your podcasts, this is where we are. You can find us on YouTube, on the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Please subscribe and watch us for free. Derry Speaks on Twitter. Matt Derry, a Facebook fan page, at Locked On Lions on Twitter as well. Thank you for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcast. Come up on the show today. As you can see on the screen, I've got, we're on a brand new system now. We used to record on something called Restream. We are now on StreamYard. Bear with me. I may screw this up. Who knows? But on the video side, this is now the new screen that you can see on our Lockdown Lions YouTube channel where we give you the rundown, all this good stuff. So just bear with me. As we're now on StreamYard, shout out to Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, who runs the NFL Network, part of our Locked On Network. Thank you, Ross, for helping me out. As you can see on the screen, today's show, I got some headlines that I've seen over the last week that I think are absolutely ridiculous. We're going to get into that. PFF's got Aiden Hutchinson as a tier four edge. I think it's outrageous. Uh, and a little bit of schedule discussion as well that I want to get into right here on Locked On Lions uh, today. Uh, our Locked On Lions broadcast today is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right. So welcome. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I saw some headlines. You know, you prep every day for the show and you think about certain things to do for the show and everything else. And I'm reading some headlines. I, and I and I was like, I have to start writing some of these down. I saw some of the most ridiculous headlines, all right, like ever, in regards to the Lions. And I picked five out that I thought were the top five worst headlines of the week. Maybe we'll make this a regular segment on the show. I don't know. I'm contemplating it, but I've, I've got to throw it out there. Um, number one, courtesy of Channel 7. And I'm not going to say who wrote all of these. I'm just going to say where they're coming from, what outlet, not exactly the person. But let's start with Channel 7. Dan Campbell is going to Taylor Swift concert, but it's not their first time together at Ford Field. Courtesy of WXYZ.com. Dan Campbell is not hanging out with Taylor Swift. All right. The headline made it out like, oh, they've been together before. Dan Campbell is going to Taylor Swift concert, but it's not the first time together at Ford Field. Now, in 2006, Dan Campbell was on the Lions as a backup tight end, and Taylor Swift performed on the at the Thanksgiving Day game at halftime. So when she was coming off the field, apparently Campbell was on the sideline, and there was a picture of her with her guitar and a picture of him with his helmet off. I don't know if that was the halftime or that was the uh, national anthem, but that's the picture surrounding this. 
Stan Campbell and many lions end up going to the concert, but it's not like they were hanging out with Taylor Swift unless I'm wrong. And, and, uh, they did hang out. I know this tiger woods hung out with Taylor Swift in New Jersey because somebody I know was with them, but regardless, that was a stupid headline, dumb headline, worst headline. Number two, ready for this one. Lions, Jamison Williams still has a lot of learning to do. Freep.com. No, no, duh. Lions, Jamison Williams. And this isn't even the worst Jamison Williams. I got more. Lions, Jamison Williams still has a lot of learning left to do. Well, of course he does. He's 22 years old. He's in his second year. He's made some mistakes. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. Still has a lot of learning left to do. No, you know what? He doesn't have to learn anymore. We all have a lot of learning left to do in life. Unless I, I guess you're in your like 80s or 90s. <laughs> Bad headline. So that's number two. Should I keep going or is this maybe this is a bad bit? I don't know. You guys will tell me on, on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and on the Lockdown Lines comments on YouTube. From Good Morning Football headline at NFL.com. Teams most likely to be on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl. Browns, Lions, Jaguars, or Vikings. That was a topic on today's Good Morning Football, or recently on Good Morning Football, and it was the headline at NFL.com. Teams most likely to be on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl. Browns, Lions, Jaguars, or Vikings. Now, obviously, I think all of the, the Vikings, have the Vikings won a, yeah, the Vikings won a Super Bowl with Alan Page and then Bud Grant back in the day. Did they not? Uh the Browns, they're not on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl. They've never even been to one. The Lions, God bless the Lions, all right? We host Locked On Lions. I think they're going to win the division, but cusp of winning a Super Bowl? They've won a playoff game since 1991. Jaguars, I could see. I think Jacksonville is going to be really good. And they've got momentum, won a playoff game, what, a couple playoff games last year. Vikings, I don't get I don't get why that would come up. Minnesota is choke central when they get to the playoffs. But how about the Lions? Good morning football, putting them in the category of cusp of winning a Super Bowl. I, I think that is an outrageous headline. I'm sorry. Um, I'm all for the Lions making a run. I think they are going to be really good this year. I'm excited about them. Uh, I was at my buddy Jacob Bonderick's uh, birthday party this weekend, was talking to Dan and Matt and all these guys are all, they're all lion slappies and they love it. And we all agree with this division and with this schedule and with this team, they got a chance, but winning the Super Bowl, I don't think they're on the cusp of that just yet. So I thought that was an interesting headline. Two more of worst headlines of the week. Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, fine with Jamison Williams over social media. Free press, of course. This was a couple of weeks ago. Detroit Lions' Jared Goff, fine with Jamison Williams over social media. As we have said many times, what is Jared Goff going to say? Yeah, I'm not speaking with him anymore. He's my teammate and he upset me. No. Idiotic headline. <laughs> and the last one is just a classic. 
this is the best. And you know who wrote it. I don't have to tell you. You guys all know. Of course, he comes in number one. Freep.com. And it's not Dave Burkett. And it's not Mitch Album telling us about Monty Williams' wife passing away from many years ago, a story I've read 50 times before. Headline, Jamison Williams needs a mentor before he becomes next NFL draft bust. <laughs> oh, Mr. Menares. Oops, wasn't supposed to say names. Oops, sorry. Jamison Williams needs a mentor become, before he becomes at next NFL draft bust. And of course, the article went on to talk about how he could be the next Charles Rogers. There you go, folks. Five worst headlines of the week. <laughs> There's some bad ones, man. <laughs> and I got to give a shout out to the beat writers and the people that cover the Lions. They do a great job. Headlines sometimes are not their fault. Some of the columnists, maybe not their fault, but I thought that was uh, I thought that was kind of funny. So there you go. All right, coming up next, um, what do I do with my, there it is. I saw this on PFF. This stunned me a little bit. I thought eight, they did tiers, top five tiers, like tier one, tier two, tier three, two, four, tier four, and tier five uh, edge rushers in the NFL. And I thought Aiden Hutchinson would be a lot higher than he was. And I'm going to explain and we will uh, do that uh, coming up next. First, though, right here, we got to tell you about our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. They're the best, all right? Golf this weekend, if you were betting on it, you could have done it on FanDuel. Tiger Baseball, they're red hot. They just took three out of four from the first place. Minnesota Twins, you want to bet on the Tigers and Royals tonight? You could do so. No better place to do it than FanDuel. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to one grand back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Whatever you want to bet on over, under, on runs, uh, WNBA games, golf, whatever. We're getting uh, uh, the, the Michigan Panthers, baby, USFL playoffs. Shout out to uh, engineers, Al Rosenberg and Albert Dale. Um, you can bet on all that. It's easy. It's on the app, safe, secure, super easy to use. Don't miss your chance at the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome back in on a Monday, a Juneteenth Monday. And for those of you that don't know what Juneteenth is, look it up and Google it. We are celebrating today what was the date of the end of slavery in this country, which is extremely important. Um, so shout out uh, to those that uh, maybe had family that went through you know, June, uh, something like this with Juneteenth and everything else. So a very important day in our country. All right. Um, I got to get to this. I saw this uh, over the weekend as well. Pro football focus. You know how I feel about PFF. I am a PFF slappy, huge PFF slappy. And uh, I was reading their edge rankings from our good friend, Trevor Sikama, 
we've had on the show numerous times. And this is the uh, top 32 ahead of the uh, PFF edge rankings, top 32 ahead of the 2023 NFL season. Tier one edge rushers, all right? Number one, Miles Garrett of the Browns. Number two, Micah Parsons of the Cowboys. I would flip-flop them. Number three, Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, Max Crosby, the double X, and Joey Bosa, number six. Tier, tier one edge rushers. No argument there. Garrett, Parsons, the Bosa brothers, TJ Watt, and Max Crosby are elite, elite players. I would put Micah Parsons number one, but that's just me. Tier two. Hassan Reddick, Rashawn Gary, Trey Hendrickson, Von Miller, Daniil Hunter, Brian Burns of Carolina. Hassan Reddick last year had a career year, uh, 16 sacks. Um, Rashawn Gary ahead of Von Miller or Daniil Hunter or Brian Burns, I wouldn't do that, but that's the tier number two. Then I'm thinking, all right, Aiden Hutchinson's got to be tier three. There's no way there's anybody higher than Aiden Hutchinson on this list. Tier three, number 13, Khalil Mack. Number 14, Jalen Phillips. Josh Allen of the Jags. Montez Sweat. Zadarius Smith, now of the Browns. And Matthew Judon of the Patriots. Khalil Mack, did he do anything last year for the Chargers? And PFF points out, Trevor does, Mack has declined the past two years from his elite days as his pass rush, pass rush win percentage decreased from 14.4% in 2021 to 11% in 2022. Um, God bless Montez Sweat, who's a good football player. To Darius Smith. Matt Judon, I'm a, I'm a fan. He's really good. But not even tier three, Aiden Hutchinson. Let's keep going. Now we get to tier four. Demarcus Lawrence of Dallas, Shaq Barrett, number 20, Tampa Bay, John Franklin Myers, 21, Jets, Aiden Hutchinson, 22, Detroit Lions, joining former Wolverine and uh, teammate Josh Uche. Well, I don't think they were teammates. Danico Autry, the Titans, Randy Gregory, the Broncos, and Chase Young of the Commanders. By the way, have you noticed that I refuse to get involved in Chase Young rumors with the Lions? If I read that one more time on the internet, Chase Young's not, the Lions aren't trading for Chase Young. Stop. Um, quote, Hutchinson came along strong as a pass, ru pass rusher in his rookie season. In his final five games of the season, he recorded an 89.9 pass rush grade with a 22.7% Pass, pass rush win rate. Um, John Franklin Myers of the Jets being ahead of Aiden Hutchinson is laughable. He's not a bad player, but if you watch a Jets game, you don't hear the name John Franklin Myers half as much as you would hear Aiden Hutchinson's name. Shaq Barrett, remember last year tore his Achilles. Um, He's good, but he's not as good as Aiden Hutchinson. Demarcus Lawrence is really good. I would not. If you were ranking, if you told me Aiden Hutchinson is not a top 20 edge in this league, I would disagree. I'm not saying he's top 15. I'm not saying he's top 10. He had one year, right? He's a rookie. But not putting him in the top 20 is ridiculous. 
The tier five guys, by the way, Sam Hubbard, Josh Sweat, Greg Rousseau, Brandon Graham, Cam Jordan, and Alex Highsmith. So no other Lions made the list. You didn't see James Houston or Charles Harris or Romeo Quara, which is not a surprise. But I have a hard time with that. I, I think Aiden Hutchinson is a top 20 edge guy in this league. And I'm a little surprised he was buried on that list. Maybe we'll get Trevor Sikama on soon to talk about it. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I think he's better. I think he's a top. I think he's 17, 18. I think some of the guys ahead of him are not, should not be ahead of him. So, but again, that's one man's opinion. That is uh, PFF's edge rankings. I think he's a tier three guy. I do. At least. John Franklin Myers, Shaq Barrett, who comes off injury. Shaq Barrett, a couple of years ago. Yeah, maybe. We're talking right now. I'd say uh, Ian Hutchinson is a definite top 20 edge rusher. So a little bit surprised at that. All right, a couple things about the schedule I want to get into. We will do that coming up next right here on Locked On Lions. All right, so you know what we do? In the off season, when we get to the slow time of year, which is June, July, before we get to training camp, we look at the schedule. We we dream about what the Lions could be this year. We're looking at, you know, wow, this team added this guy. Maybe this won't be a, a, an easier as easy game as we thought, or whatever it is. And I heard somebody mention this the other day when talking about the Lions' schedule, and I kind of agree. Is that there is a chance? There's a chance that this football team could start the year 0-2. And see, even if they did, I wouldn't press the panic button. I wouldn't say, oh, season's over, or look at some of the stats, teams that start off this. and Look, the Lions started off 1-6 last year. All right, they, they were brutal at the start of the season and then ended up going 9-8. and eight. So bear in mind, this is just a couple things on the schedule, at Kansas City to start the season, we know what that's going to be be like. That's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game for a brand new secondary with, don't get me wrong, upgraded secondary in a big way, but a brand new secondary, that's not going to be easy. At Kansas City to start the season on Thursday Night Football, then some extra time to get ready for the home opener in week two against Seattle. That's not going to be easy. Last year, what the Seahawks did, Pete Carroll, his staff, they, the Lions couldn't stop them. They could not stop Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker and all those guys. Couldn't do it. So, yes, there's a chance this team could start 0-2. There's a chance. And you, you look at it and you go, you know, after that, Falcons at home at, at the Packers, Panthers at home, the Lions you know are going to want to pay back Carolina for last year. But just I would not be pushing any buttons and going crazy if this team started off 0-2. And I know that it would be disappointing and everything else, but that's one thing I looked at with the schedule. Um, the other thing, too, is when the Lions get done with Thanksgiving and they go the rest of the way, sort of the stretch run of the season, four of their last six are on the road. And when I originally saw the schedule come out, uh, August or not August, May 10th or whatever it was. I, I didn't, I was not sitting there going, Oh my gosh, the schedule's so hard. Oh my gosh. But 
The Saints, December 3rd, was a game that originally I said, New Orleans, please. Saints are going to be better than we think, I think. I think the Saints have a chance to be the team that wins that NFC South, which is like saying the Tigers have a chance to win the AFC or AL Central. Um, but New Orleans on the road, Chicago on the road in the cold, December 10th. Denver at home, at Minnesota, at Dallas, and Minnesota at the end. As I look at the schedule now, as opposed to a month ago, the end of the year is going to be more difficult than I thought. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be, I never said it was cake, and I never said it was daunting. But I do think, for the last six on the road, including at New Orleans, at Chicago, and yes, I'm not going to get into Bears talk again, at Minnesota, at Dallas, is not going to be easy. That New Orleans game is going to be tougher than I first thought. Thinking about if Derek Carr's healthy, if Kamara is healthy, New Orleans could be pretty good. Could be pretty good. So just a couple of scheduling things I was thinking about as we do a Monday Locked On Lions. We are back again tomorrow on this very podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen, checking us out wherever you get your podcast. Shout out to our everydayers. I know you're out there watching, listening every day. We appreciate you. Really do. We are back again tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions.